friends. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Today, we're going to have some dynamic thoughts from diverse speakers with a biblical viewpoint. Feel free to stick around and prepare to be blessed. Hi, friends. Great to have you back for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. We have Pastor Bill Allerson back with us again. So thankful for this man and the wisdom that he imparted to us in the previous cast. Pastor Bill, great to have you today. Yes, great to be here. Looking forward to uh, digging a little deeper into this, um, this, this subject. Yeah, we want to continue the, the thought about addictions and how it's uh, really a, a real thing in our world. It's something that silently uh, destroys communities. It's something of epidemic proportions where uh, people are assaulted systematically uh, and reduced to ashes, if we could say. I think of families and um, moms and dads that see their sons and daughters just live as hostages to uh, different types of addictions. But there's such hope. There's such hope. And I'd like to maybe review a couple of things that you said uh, last cast. And because we want to be enabled, we want to be people that empower people rather rather than enable enable people and um, we could say briefly that enablement is based in sentimentality but empowerment is really based in truth it's really based in uh, something that will propel you out of your pit in Psalm 40 verse 2 um, but think of this you said too you said many great things last cast but the devil's plan is to eliminate our effectiveness as believers and also to disrupt our relationship with God. And uh, we understand the devil is active in the world system. There's, uh, as you said, there is a warfare within us and with on the outside of us. There's really uh, the devil is trying to systematically uh, reduce the uh the the testimony of god in the world but we have we have great hope today we have great hope knowing that greater is he that is in us than anything that comes against us and that nothing can separate us from the love of god in romans 8 37 to 39 but maybe you'd like to comment for a few moments pastor bill uh this concept of enablement versus empowerment now you shared a couple thoughts about this in uh, Romans 8, 3 through 6, uh, again, that our mindset has to change. Uh, and really, we have to start surrounding ourselves with things that will uh, propel us forward. Because if, we're, if we do nothing, that doesn't mean the devil is going to do nothing. He's going to be active to seek, kill, to kill, rob, and destroy. He wants to devour people, and he's doing a good job of this today, uh, but maybe share a little bit, if you would, uh, whatever's on your heart, of course, but what is that difference between enabling somebody and then really empowering them? Uh, maybe share some thoughts on that, if you would. Um, yeah, um, it, it's, it's an interesting um, dynamic that we find ourselves in, um, in this life, where, where this organized um, effort to um, to try to drag us away 
from the quality of life that God has ordained for us. And um, empowerment is something that the spirit provides. And it, and it happens when we allow him a reign, authority, um, governance, if you will. Um, we learn how to follow, how to be led, how to be guided. And um, um, I think there's a, there's a verse in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. It says this, watch over your heart. King James says, guard your heart. Guard your heart or watch over your heart with all diligence. For from it flow the springs of life. And what we have here, um, when you, and you look at it closely, and you look at the uh, original Hebrew, you see the word um, guard uh, basically um, reemphasized uh, in, the, in the form of the word diligence. And the idea is that how do we protect our heart, the place really where, where our value systems of life are, de are decided? How do we protect our heart? from all of these evils. And um, the idea here is that there's guards, that God wants us to place guards around our heart so that we, not, we are not exposed like we might otherwise have been. In, in Ephesians chapter two, verses one to four, it tells us about that exposure. So he says, watch over your heart with all diligence. In other words, place guards around your heart. And what are those guards? They are your convictions. They are, that's truth that protects you. So that you're always, you're, you've always, you're always going into battle, um, uh, not naked. You're now prepared for the battle. And this, you know, this battle, of course, is not a particular time in your life. It can happen anywhere. And, and this is why it's important to live a life where, where I'm always, I'm always, you know, in a guarded state because I know that there's uh, something that could come at me at any time. Paul um, maybe helps define this area for us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, uh, beginning of verse 1. He says, finally then, brethren, we request and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us instruction as to how you are to walk and please God, just as you actually do walk, that you excel still more. In other words, Paul's saying, hey, I see you've got a, you're, you're, you're doing pretty well, but I want you to do better. There's more. There's always more to the quality of life that we have. You get to a certain level and God says, but I want to take you even further. I want to take you higher. I want you to experience more. Of, of, of the quality of life that I've ordained for you, that the cross has purchased on your behalf. He says, for you know what commandments we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. And here's one of the keys here, verse three, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, your sanctification, that you, that is that you abstain from sexual morality Sexual sins always have an extra power associated with it. First Corinthians chapter six tells that it's, it's, it's a sin against the body. So it not only is it a sin against God, but it, it has energy associated with it that will drag us deeper and deeper into it. And then he says in verse four, that each of you know how to possess his own vessel 
in sanctification and honor. So God's ordained that we walk with honor through this life, not in lustful passion, like the Gentiles who do not know God, and that no man transgress or defraud his brother in the matter, because the Lord, notice this, the Lord is the avenger in all things. He's the, the avenger in all of these things, just as we also told you before and solemnly warned you. For God has not called us for the purpose of impurity, but in sanctification. So he rejects this not, uh, he, so he who rejects this is not rejecting man, but the God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. So he's saying, I'm calling you into a life of purity. And you, you might look at your life now and say, there's no way, there's no way. But he says, yeah, but I've, I've prepared that path for you if you're willing to walk down this. And it, and it means to be aware of the battlefield, the warfare that you have around you, and then to employ certain principles <coughs> that will help you um, live above the, um, the wickedness that surrounds you. And, it's, um, and it's, it's making positive decisions to live a sanctified life, to possess your vessel in sanctification and honor. And, and, and so it means I'm, I'm not going to allow the lust of the flesh to control me. And these, these lust patterns really um, are, are most, um, um, the victory is won in when you um, surround yourself with spiritual things. Pastor Bill, I think we lost you here. Uh, just as you uh, get your audio fixed again, thinking about what you're saying here, uh, just filling our hearts with truth, filling our hearts with truth is really uh, fortifying ourselves, fortifying and guarding. I love that word guarding. I, I think of um, something, you know, we said in our last cast, you know, to identify our triggers, you know, figure out where it is where we're, that we're most vulnerable and then to address those areas and say, I'm not going to leave them as neutral areas. I'm going to put a guard there, as you as you said so beautifully. We said last tech uh, last cast about having agopic relationships uh, in our life, having people around that we can be accountable to. So so important, so very important. Uh, knowing that we need encouragers, we need, uh, people in our life that um, you know that will keep us focused on the prize and focused on our value uh, and boundaries boundaries again intentionally replacing the lie with something that is true now one thing that's interesting as you were talking i'm glad we got you back here um you know if we understand a robber is going to rob our house at a certain time are we just going to go to bed without any type of defense you know that would be crazy to think that we just let him come and pillage. But this happens all the time in our natural thinking and our natural, um, our minds. And we just kind of lackadaisical. We, we can easily uh, be desensitized as you were bringing up about sexual sins, about the destructive nature, how the flesh always wars 
against the spirit, again, to eliminate our effectiveness and to disrupt our relationship with God. Now, we never can lose our salvation, but we certainly can lose our experience uh, that God has so uh, has so much um, set, you know, set up for us to experience. Now, it's very, very interesting um, to think about this, you know, identifying the lie in our life, to identify the lie. Like some of the lies would be, if people really knew who I was, they'd want nothing to do with me. Well, that's a lie. Or that my, uh, that my need is the greatest need that I have in my life. Let's say someone is um, addicted uh, through sexual addiction, they say, oh, sex is my greatest need. But really, no, love is our greatest need. For instance, it's uh, really identifying. And then how about this? Another lie would be my, my greatest needs will never be met, will never really ever be met. And again, there's such hope in God knowing that as we rebuild these walls, our identity uh, is rebuilt through doctrine, through the family of God coming to church, drawing near to the wise. And um, in Micah chapter seven, as we said last, uh, last cast in verse eight, do not rejoice against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light unto me. So there's a lot of hope that we're talking about today uh, in guarding, in preparation, and intentionally uh receiving uh and and protecting our temple wouldn't you say no question no question none uh, and so it, 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 what are we going to do with that reality um i think that the 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 word of god is really a central part of the where the victory takes place it is embracing what does god who does god say that i am who do you, you know, do, do you believe that God has a personal love for you and that he wants to see you succeed and be successful, that he's not a hard taskmaster, that he's, that he's not out to, to try to punish you every opportunity he gets? Um, and, and once you start to, to remind yourself of these things, um, a, a, a Bible-believing church that preaches the word of God, um, a, a, a study life, where you're, you're into the word of God and in what's happening is that your mind is now being shaped and formed by truth. And now, and, and now you're not going to fall for the same old lie that you were, that you've been falling for, for all these years, because you've, because you understand now it's a lie. It's a lie. I no longer believe it's true. I no longer think that, that I'm just not worthy of God's grace. No, I am, I'm, I, I am a child of the king. I'm a member of the royal family. And he, has, he, ha, 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 he thinks I'm special. He thinks that I'm special. I love what I've heard recently in a church service. Um, because he thinks, you know, uh, somebody else might say, well, he, you, he thinks you're special too, but, he, but I'm still special. You see, you know, God loves you, but I'm his special one. I think that was a bump, bumper sticker that he that he was mentioning, and you know, and and it's that it's that mindset that really sets us free from the the power that these evil intentions have working in our life. So good. I mean, you brought it up earlier about just the quality of our life. Oftentimes, we're 
you know, in that process of sanctification and maybe somebody that's lonely today is wondering, will I ever find the right woman or ever find the right man? And, and uh, they try to take matters into their own hands and maybe they become like a hunter and they start to hunt for their spouse or try to hunt to find a way to meet their need in a, in a sensual or, or a natural way. And God is saying, listen, uh, I, I want to give you uh, counsel here, uh, not just advice. I don't want to add a vice to your life. I want to add counsel to your life so that you know that not one good promise will ever fail in First Kings 8.56. I, I will be faithful to you according to my will. So what would be something you'd say today, Pastor Bill, to the person that maybe is struggling? Uh, you know, they understand repentance, of course, and, and uh, but just hope in waiting for God's best or waiting uh, for the will of God to unveil themselves and or maybe they're getting they keep falling in the same area and they're just waiting for uh, just freedom to to be experienced. What would you say to someone like that today? Um, the you know this that we all we're all facing the same struggle um, and we all um, have different ways of managing our life. Um, once we come to the, the, this is the spiritual reality that I came to that made all the difference in the world. Once I realized that I was no longer my own, that I, that I now, I don't belong to me anymore so that I don't need to go out and get the things that I think I need. But now I am ready to be able to receive from God what he wants to give me. You were talking about the person that's looking for a mate and uh, you know they think that it's up to them to go find that person. The fact is that in a, in a real relationship with God, we don't have to go through that. He'll bring that person to us. I mean, I, I know you have that testimony in your own life and, um, and, and it's, it's, it's allowing God to bring us the greater blessings. We can settle for what we can get or, or, or we can wait on God and let him give, give us all that he has for us. And I think that, that that's, that's a reality that I'm not sure too many people really can, can understand, but this is who, this is the very character and nature of God at work. And to trust him that he has his best for us. I mean, as we seek first the kingdom, He'll uh, add to us in Matthew 6, 33, his, uh, his provisions in 10, 22 of Proverbs. Again, he'll add without sorrow. You know, yes, you're right. My testimony is one of that where God added as I pursued the Lord. And because uh, and really the, the fact of the matter is we know what we want, but we really don't know what we need. Okay. And um, also just getting back to addictions, uh, you know, I always think about how the devil, you know, the devil will say, I'll give you the first one free, you know, and then you're a slave forever. Uh, but it's like people are always chasing that first initial high, but, uh, and it can never happen the same way twice. But thank God in the spirit, there's, like you said earlier, about wholeness. And I'd love for you to comment about that, how God is leading us in wholeness, in completeness in um, satisfaction, in, a, in, in a meaningful purpose, uh, 
these are huge words uh, that um, all of us were uh, designed by God to to function in. So you want to talk a little bit in the last few moments here about wholeness. What, what does that look like to you? Well, um, and it's interesting that the, the word, um, that word wholeness really speaks to, um, um, to the Hebrew word shalom. The word for peace has the con- context of, of being whole and complete. You know, the, and this is where I find uh, my rest. It is when I, when, I, when I found the peace of God. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1 says, Therefore, um, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, we, so it's, it's learning how to, to connect with God in the place where I'm no longer striving for something, but now I am complete in, this, in the place that I'm at. Um, and, and in that place, I am at rest. There's nothing more that I need to, to acquire in this life. Um, I think it's James chapter 4, verse 10. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you at the right time in due time. He's, gonna, he's going to, to be the one to promote you. In life, so you don't have to take charge of these things, and um, so it's really it's finding rest in the perfect plan of God. It's a place where I have recognized um, a certain sense of um, I found a place where I'm no longer under the um, the addictive behavior. Um, and uh, in Second Timothy chapter two, Paul is instructing uh, Timothy. He says. In verse 20, now in a large house, there are not only gold and silver vessels, but also vessels of wood and of earthenware, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from these things, that's the wickedness, the addictive addictive behavior, if you will, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful to the master and prepared for every good work so he said basically he's saying i want to put you in the place i'm going to set you up for victory real victory in this life and it's a matter of you deciding yeah that's what i want and i'm and and i'm willing to um to 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 pursue the things of highest honor for my life i'm willing to make my vessel something that is set apart for god's holy purposes uh, and see, holiness is not, in our minds, it's not perfection. It has more to do with devotion. You see, that's that's the place where where I am experiencing the highest quality of life. When I am, when I find my heart is devoted to Him, I'm now completely connected, and there's this 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 highway between God and me, and I'm receiving. It's kind of like that. Uh, that picture of uh, Jacob's ladder in Genesis 28, with the the angels coming back and forth from heaven to earth. It's like, this is the intimacy that I can have with God. If I choose that, that's what I want for my life. But I have to, I have to desire that and has to become my priority. And it, and it manifests itself in devotion. I love that. Wow. (laughs) It's like, 
you set before you today life and death choose life choose to draw near choose that life of worship and you know maybe today friends uh you're weak in your faith and you're just you know we're saying today whatever you feed will grow if you feed the natural it'll definitely grow uh, i heard an i heard this little cliche the other day this little meme that said the grass is greener wherever you water it so maybe we're just kind of watering our selfishness or we're watering our pity or our sulking and and um you know, just like Saul, it's like we want to, we, I'm sorry, Samson, you want to get up and shake off all of this tiredness and all of this vexation, because that's what sin does. It makes our world very, very small. And and maybe today I would just give you three things just to kind of echo and compliment what Pastor Bill is talking about today. Maybe today you're at that place where all you can do is reach out. You know, you're just like, make yourself known, stop hiding reach out, uh, reach out to someone that, or, uh, you know, a godly uh, person that can pray for you, that can help again, partner with you and coach you and confess to you what Second Corinthians 2.14 says to, you know, God has called you to a life of triumphing, you know, speak out, reach out, speak out, you know, get out of that familiar place and then speak to somebody uh, be honest with somebody. Stop trying to hide or project these, these secret sins, but uh, speak out and just ask for help. I know that's an incredibly courageous step, but it's the way to recovery. And then launch out. Do something different. You know, again, draw near to a place of healing, a place of health. Uh, because if this, if you know, insanity is defined as doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. You know, that's insanity. You know, if we bang our head against the wall enough times, we're going to get a headache, you know. Uh, so what, what are we saying here? Launch out. Take that step. In some cases, we have to declare war and say, you know what? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. So, again, God has so much for you and uh, for families. Don't suffer alone. Uh, reach out. And uh, God can do the impossible. Pastor Bill, again, so good to have you. This is an in inexhaustible topic, isn't it? <laughs> sure is. Yeah, we can uh, we can definitely talk more, friends. Thanks so much for joining us today, and we're praying for you that you can live in the victory that God has prepared for you. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution Podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome. <music>